Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. I'm excited today we're in a series on managing for the Master until He comes. Our topic today, caring for the least of these. We're glad you joined us for Hope Sabbath School. And welcome to the team. Good to be together again. I'm so blessed every time we have an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. And I'm especially excited today because Stephanie's going to lead our study on caring for the least of these. What a great study. We're glad to not only have our team members here in the studio, but we've got some remote team members with us. And we want to welcome Sabina. Good to see you again, Sabina. We're glad you're here for the study. Travis, good to see you. And Haiti, good to see you again. We're glad you're with us for our study today. We're also very happy to hear from you, our Hope Sabbath School members around the world. You say, Derek, you don't need an email from me. But actually, when you write to sshope at hopetv.org, we are really blessed, aren't we, team? Amen. Because we hear the way that God is blessing you through a study of His Word. Here's just a few emails that we've received recently. One from Kayana in Hawaii. Kayana writes and says, Aloha. Give her the wave. Aloha. <laughs> As we're watching Hope Sabbath School this week, my husband made a great point. Now, you notice people, they're not just passive, right? They raise their hands when you ask a question. She said, we were talking about whether God brings us to a dark valley or he simply allows us to be in the dark valley. And, and, and Kayana writes, my husband made the point that we already live in the dark valley by virtue of being on planet Earth. True. Mm. That's true. Yeah. The true miracle is that we ever have a moment of light and good. Mm. It's only through God's mercy that we have the hope of light. Well, I thought that was a beautiful observation, writes Kayana, about her husband. Thank you for Hope Sabbath School guiding us through the Bible. Amen? Amen. Well, thanks for writing to us. And yes, we want you to be interacting with us as we study the Word of God together. Here's a note from Marianne in South Africa. And she writes, this is just to let you know how very, very, very much <laughs> I enjoy Hope Sabbath School every Sabbath. Amen. I've been listening for years and I absolutely depend upon it. Also, I love the rest of the Hope Channel programs. I've lost a lot of mobility, but still managed to retain a few marbles. That's an English expression. I still have some clarity okay. of mind at age 94. Wow. May you grow in grace and continue to be a blessing to me and countless others. From Marianne in South Africa, who lives with her precious son and daughter-in-law. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. Well, we can tell that you still have mental clarity, uh, Marianne, by writing that beautiful note to us. Thanks for being part of our Hope Sabbath School family. Here's a note from a donor couple in Maine in the United States of America. Hello, Hope Sabbath School. Hello. It's our custom to enjoy the early hours of Sabbath watching Hope Sabbath School. We like the whole program. The scripture songs are our favorite because they're very uplifting and help us to memorize the Bible faster. And then she used my favorite Hebrew word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you to you and the team for letting yourselves be used by God to bring a message of hope to many parts of the world. God keep you in his care and bless you greatly. Big hugs from Maine and a gift of $500. Amen. To bless the Amen. ministry of Hope Sabbath School, not just in the United States, but 
200 countries around the world. One last note. Oh, by the way, thanks to each donor, you're part of a great miracle of God. You can just go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess, click on the donate button, say, I want to be an impact partner. I want to be part of this great miracle as we prepare for the coming of Jesus. One last note from Kiri in California in the United States, and she says, I love having team teachers. Well, they, that's good <laughs> for today, Stephanie. Yeah. I like having different people teaching. It's awesome. I watch every Saturday from California. There aren't many Bible studies around that study through the Bible the way that you do. Mm. And we say, praise yeah, God. Praise God. Yeah. And we're glad that you're part of our Hope Sabbath School family, wherever you are around the world. And we'd love to hear from you, really. Write to us at sshope at hopetv.org, and we'll be blessed to hear from you. We also have a special gift for you during this series on managing for the Master until He comes. And that is a, an interactive Bible study course called Steps Toward Faithful Stewardship. I'm in the middle of taking it myself, and it's amazing. I especially appreciated a part about time management, but maybe you'll find another part that, that, that it's worth the whole series just to find that one idea. And that course is available to you absolutely free. You just go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess, click on the free gift tab in the middle of the screen, and you'll be able to access a wonderful resource, and you can share it with all of your friends. But right now, we're going to sing our theme song together. It's a 3,000-year-old scripture song, but my wife put a tune to it so we can sing it today. It's Psalm 96. It says, sing to the Lord a new song. Let's sing it together.
Well, it's beautiful to hear you singing, and I just want to invite our Hope Sabbath School members. You can download that song from our website. You can sing it in your small group Bible study, and I'm sure you'd make a beautiful sound to the Lord. But right now, Stephanie's going to lead us in prayer as we begin our study. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to study your word. We ask that you would teach us through it today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So our study today is on caring for the least of these. Now, you know, I'm going to ask you the question, right? <laughs> who are the least of these? Those who are in need. Those who are in need. Can we, how about some specifics too? Well, those who are oppressed, poor. There you go. Oppressed, the poor. Jason? Anyone who can use a little help, anyone who could use a little assistance, no matter what the situation. All right, Gladys? Yeah, it can be you know, emotional needs, physical needs, spiritual needs. It can be any type of need. So we're all in the category. <laughs> yes, yeah. okay, Travis, I see your hand. So as I was reading the, um, the story and Jesus was talking about the least of these, he was mentioning pe um, people that were in a condition where um, others would look at them in maybe disgust, whether they be prisoners or in some um, financial, you know, low and people. And so people looked at them differently. So people that were the least of these were people in those days who, who society looked down, looked literally down on. I was thinking uh, too, Stephanie, especially today when there's a flood of refugees coming mm -hmm. uh, because of persecution or war, a lot of times people look down on them because they can't speak the language mm -hmm. and they don't have uh, the resources that they may have had back home. Yeah. And so I think there's, uh, like Jason said, there's a lot of opportunities to say, who are some people mm -hmm. who are really having a hard time? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and Jesus would say, that's our mission assignment. Amen. Exactly. Yeah. Excellent. So let's take a look at his mission. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that is in Luke chapter 4, verses 16 through 19. And Jason, if you would start our study, Luke chapter 4, verses 16 and 9 through 19. What prophecy regarding the Messiah did Jesus read in these verses? I have the New King James Version here. Luke chapter 4, verses 16 through 19 says, So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. All right. So what prophecy was it? Prophet Isaiah. Uh-huh, the prophet Isaiah, yes. Yes, and I believe it was in the Alex? 61st verse in which he was quoting. In it's interesting, of course, they didn't have this kind of book back then, yeah. it's a scroll. So he had to kind of turn the scroll, it says, and then he found where it was written. Mm -hmm. But that tells me something, Hope Sabbath School writes an in-depth interactive study of the Word of God, yes. that Jesus was a student of the Word oh, of amen. God. Yeah. 
And so the Holy Spirit, I'm sure, guided him mm -hmm. to the passage to read, but he, it wasn't like guessing. He had yeah. studied the Word. Yeah. Amen. And this specific passage was about who? Him. About him. him. Okay, how do we know? Examples. Shall we go to Matthew? Yes. Matthew chapter 11, verse 5. And Jonathan, if you would read that for us. We're going to look at Matthew 11, verse 5, and then also Mark 1, 32 to 34. Gladys, if you would read that for us as well. Um, first, Matthew 11, verse 5. All right, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. Does that sound familiar? Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. All right. So in the context there, as you know, Stephanie, is John the Baptist is struggling because if Jesus is the Messiah, how come Jesus isn't getting him out of prison? Yeah. You know, wicked sure. Herod Antipas has put him in prison and he'll eventually be killed. Mm -hmm. It's like, where are you, Jesus? And Jesus sends, could you call it almost a coded message to him? Yes. Because he knows that John also mm -hmm. is a student of the Word of God. Yeah. And, and he's basically saying, you know the prophecy about Messiah? It is yeah. being fulfilled. Yeah. And you are trusting me, uh, what would you say? It's not misguided, yeah. trusting me as your Messiah. Confident. Confidence right. in me. Yes. Very good. Jason, did and you have I a comment? If I recall, the prophecies regarding John being the forerunner for Jesus are also there in Isaiah right. as well. And yes. so Jesus mm. is reminding him, just as uh, <laughs> you were prophesied, I'm prophesied, and these prophecies are coming true. Beautiful. Amen. Amen. Mark chapter... Yes, I'm reading chapter Mark one. chapter 1, verses 32 to 34, and I'm reading from the New International Version. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the, the, let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Even the demons knew who he was, yes, right? right? <laughs> uh, sometimes we don't recognize who he is, mm. but they do. Mm. So. This prophecy was being fulfilled, the prophecy that was in Isaiah that Jesus read in Luke, yeah. where we see it read um, in Luke, and it was fulfilled by Jesus. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. So why do you think Jesus put so much emphasis on the least of these? Go ahead, Carlos. Yes, yes thank you. It was because many people at that time, especially the religious leaders, uh, were looking down on people who were poor, the unfortunate, and saw at, believed that it was God's um, judgment against them that they were not, uh, that uh, that they were in that condition, whether they were sick or poor. So mm -hmm. he was really helping to also help clarify how God uses people oh. and how mm. what our responsibility is for these people. All right, mm. Sabina. Also, Stephanie, I think we need to consider that people that are in whatever situation of vulnerability, sometimes, you know, it's not even their responsibility. Uh, what happens is that we live in a world of sin. And yes, there is suffering that we can bring upon ourselves when we disobey God and so forth. But a lot of what we see around us when it regards to people in, in uh, again, spaces of vulnerability, just consider those who are refugees of war, uh, orphans, widowed people, 
all of them, they're suffering the consequences of seeing the world. And I think that just like our hearts break for them, God's heart breaks even more. Mm. So he wants us to have care for them. Mm. Yes. Jonathan. Yeah, just along those lines. I mean, I think there's so much that um, mankind did not know about God until Christ (laughs) came and demonstrated. I mean, how many other religions portray a God who comes down, enters our lives, walks with us, Mm. picks up our actual needs, Mm -hmm. all Mm. these things that that we see? Mm. Pedro. I think two things are important to notice because the the, the time and even today people see uh, pain and suffering as a result of God's wrath upon people. Mm-hmm. And God is saying, this is not my doing, but the devil's doing. Mm-hmm. But also I see on the spiritual welfare that God is trying to reflect in our, in our, in our consciousness to remind ourselves, I came for the least of these, mm-hmm. you are the least of these, and as you go out, you are reminded of my love for you. Mm. Mm. So we, I like that, did you hear that? We are the least of these, and the least of these are going out to minister to the least of these. I like that, thank you, Pedro. It makes me uh, wonder, as I was studying this, are we any different today in our mentality of the least of these in our society? Is it different? No. Do we, you know, marginalize? Yes. Mm-hmm. Try to ignore? Yes. Is that possible? Yes. Yes. Very All right, Jason, and then I see Travis and Gladys. <laughs> Lots of hands raised. <laughs> yes, Jason. So one irony of this is that uh, God actually told the children of Israel, you are the least of all people. And yet the crazy thing is these are the ones who aren't caring for the least of these. So this idea of least of these can definitely change by situation. And what we need to remember is that at some point in our life, we probably are going to be the least of these. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I I know we often forget, and I think we do forget, we do forget who the least of these are, but sometimes that's us. And then when that's not us, we have an obligation to remember where we have been and who helped us out and how people helped us. Yes, thank you, Jason. All right, Travis. Well, I think I'm gonna agree with Pedro that we are the least of these Mm. because it seems the accusation was made against Jesus that this man eats with sinners. And then Jesus said he came to seek um, to seek and save the lost. And I thought about that, and that's me. <laughs> that's me. That's us. And so we are actually the least of these. So anytime I think that uh, you ask the question, you know, how does that relate to today? Anytime that we think that for some reason we have more value or social status uh, higher than somebody else and place ourselves in, in a position above somebody, um, we are doing the same thing that the Pharisees did back then. So, many have said the foot is, or the ground is level at the foot of the cross. We're saved the same way, all, every single one of us, and all of us need Jesus. So someone who recognized their need of Jesus is the least of these because he came to seek and save the lost. Thank Amen. you, Travis. Amen. Amen. Gladys, and then we have to move on. <laughs> yeah, I think that they took the same idea that I was saying. Basically, we have the same type of things in, in our days. We have discrimination. We have preconceived ideas. Mm-hmm. But just like Travis and Jason said, we have to remember that we have been at that position at a certain time mm-hmm. in our lives, and we have to minister when we see other people around mm-hmm. us in the same situation. Yes. All right. Uh, you know, as I think of this, This is really important um, that we are ministering to the least of these. There's a connection between our relationship with God and how we 
treat the least of these. Mm. All right, let's look at Matthew chapter 25, and we'll look at verses 31 through 40. And Haiti, if you would read that for us, Matthew 25, 31 through 40, and we're looking at this connection between our care for the least of these and our relationship with, with God. All right, I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Matthew 25, 31 through 40. It says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of, of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Powerful. What do you see in these verses? What stands out? Tigest. I see that these people were actually in tune with God. And so whatever they did, they did it because they had a relationship with him. So it was in their character to serve. Mm -hmm. And so when they were told that you did this and you did that, it was a shock because they were exactly how Jesus walked mm -hmm. the earth. Mm. They did. They weren't doing it out of duty. They were mm. not doing it out of pity. Mm -hmm. They were just mm. being. And so they were being who Christ was. And so there was no question to mimic who he was. Mm. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Pedro? Well, you see that the Bible calls us to be like Jesus. And we are fulfilling the prophets of Isaiah through Christ in our lives by doing so. And he's inviting us to be like Jesus and do the same thing that he did mm -hmm. as we have been studying. Yeah, a privilege, mm -hmm. is a privilege. right? And I, I like this concept that Tigist is telling us. If we're connected with Jesus, That's right. it's not an action that we do, it's a life that we live. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jason. Yes, on those lines, these people don't even realize that they were doing these things. It was just so mm -hmm. natural. It's an automatic response of mm -hmm. the love relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Many times we worry about our vertical relationship between us and God and we totally neglect or we have no idea about how should be our relationship in a horizontal level mm. between uh, us. I remember a story of a man that was um, waiting for Jesus to come to visit him in his house. This is a, you know, an inventor story, it's not a real one. 
And uh, a poor lady came and uh, asked for food. And he opened the door and was like, oh, I was not, I'm not waiting for you. Go away, I'm waiting for a guest. And several other people in need came knocking at the door and asking for help. And he was like, get out of the way, I'm waiting for uh, my guest. And finally Jesus came. And he was like, yeah, I prepared the house and the, the table. Everything is ready for you. Jesus said, I came several times, but you did not receive me. Mm. So mm. many times we missed the opportunity. Bec because here in this verse, Jesus said, you did not do it to me. Mm. 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 Wow. Mm. We need to move on. So we've, we've mm -hmm. looked at Jesus' ministry, right, and what our response is to a, a our loving response is to him. Now we want to look at some principles in the Bible. So we're going to look at Deuteronomy 15, 11 first, and then Psalm 82, 3 and 4, followed by 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 19. So uh, Lalika, would you start us out with Deuteronomy 15, 11, and then Carlos, uh, Psalm 82, 3 and 4, and Jonathan, 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 19. I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Deuteronomy 15, verse 11. For the poor will never cease from the land. Therefore, I command you, saying, you shall open your hand wide <laughs> to your brother, to your poor and your needy in your land. Amen. Oh, Amen. What principle do you see there? Open hand, what does that mean? <laughs> Yes, Alex. Yes, that open hand just shows, and it reminds you how Jesus was an open hand. <laughs> He's coming to relieve us from those, those afflictions, and it's the same thing with us. God is commanding His people to have an open hand for those who are in need. So it's like, whatever you need, okay, we're here for you. Yes, generosity, right? Exactly. Open hand. All right, yeah. Carlos, can you take us to Psalm 82, yes. 3 and 4? Yes, I am reading from the New King James Version, and it says, Defend the poor and fatherless, hmm. do justice to the afflicted hmm. and needy, deliver the poor and needy, free them from the hand of the wicked. Amen. Amen. What are we supposed to do? Defend. 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 Defend, right? And deliver. Mm. Mine was deliver, so defend and deliver. So we open hand, generous, defend, and deliver out of the situation, right? Mm. Okay, let's go yeah. to our next verse, First Timothy. 6, 17 through 19. All right, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, <laughs> but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share thus storing up treasures for themselves as a good foundation for the future, so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Mm. I like that. Mm -hmm. Very good. So what, what's the principle there? Jonathan, did you want to comment on that as you were reading? Sure, I, I just, the, the last part of um, mm. what what is, Okay, we do accounting, right? Accounting, you look at what, what value of money, and you, you, you or, or you look at, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to build, build something, and you, you, you do the return on investment. Like mm -hmm. if we take things and say, okay, if we're going to do the return on investment from, you know, a, a thousand, tw two thousand years into eternity, then things of, of heaven will, will, will count into our, our 
economics mm -hmm. accounting. Sabina. And also, uh, the reality also is that a lot of the suffering in the world is a result of people who are greedy, you know, of, of those who are oppression and injustice caused by human beings is usually because they are trying to get some sort of advantage upon others. If you think, what is it with slavery? If you think of someone who is taking someone else's land in a war, all those things is because someone else that has more power, either physical or economical, is oppressing someone who is vulnerable and who is in a, not in a position to overpower that person who is trying to uh, have gains upon them. So I think that also here is a reminder that our strength and our identity should not be in gaining things or something material. And that also should result in us being people who are not trying to oppress others, right? Wow. Who are for ourselves trying to help and not destroy other people for our sake. Mm. So what were, that's excellent. Uh, thank you, Sabina. What were some practical ways that God's people were instructed to care for those who were uh, less fortunate? Let's turn to Exodus 23 and look at verses 10 through 11. And then we'll look at Leviticus 23, 22. And Pedro, if you would read Exodus 23, 10 and 11. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Uh, Exodus 23, 10 and 11. Mm -hmm. Six years you shall sow your land and gather in its produce. But the seventh year you shall let it rest and lie fallow, uh, uh, that the poor of your people may eat, mm -hmm. and what they leave, the beasts of the field may mm -hmm. eat. In like manner you shall do with your vineyard and your olive grove. Mm. <laughs> All right. What do you see there? What did they do? Yes, Gladys. God's plan me. is amazing, even yeah. in nature. You know, it, it takes faith that you work six years and then let the land right. rest for a whole year so that the poor and the beast, God thought of everything in his creation. That's amazing. Mm. Even the Jonathan. Yeah, just really quick. I, f I find it interesting that, I mean, it, it does, it, like sometimes if we give to people too much, like they can be dependent on us mm -hmm. and, and, you know, we can, encourage them not to work, whereas with God's approach, people still had their role. So they, they still had a role to work and to, to um, earn their living, but everyone was to enable that and to yeah. assist it. I like that. Thank you, Jonathan. That was an, a very good concept. All right, Jason, one more comment. Yeah, I think the key word here is opportunity. You give people mm -hmm. the opportunity so that they can better their situation, kind yeah. of based off what Jonathan yes. said. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. You know, good. I can remember one time offering someone some food. I was just a young lad uh, living in London. My father was a pastor there. And there's a lot of homeless people. And, you know, if you're really hungry when someone offers you food, right? He said, I don't want food, I want money. Mm -hmm. And I realized he was just going to use that probably to go and buy something that wouldn't be good for him. Mm. Um, I think when we're wanting to reflect the character of Jesus, we also need that connection that Jesus had with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. to give us discernment. Yeah. Because unfortunately, there are wicked people mm -hmm. who want to take advantage in different ways. Yes. So uh, I'm, just, I'm just sensing the need that Let's go and reflect the immeasurable, unfailing love of God. But we're not that smart. We need the Holy Spirit to guide yeah. us. Amen. Yes, Amen. for sure. Leviticus chapter um, 23 and looking at verse 22. Who has that? And could, all right, Gladys, go ahead. 
I'm reading from the New International Version, Leviticus chapter 23, verse 22. And it says, when you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap the very edges of your field <laughs> or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Leave them for the poor and for the foreigners residing among you. Mm. I am the Lord, your God. <laughs> Again, provision, right? Yes. And I, I appreciate that concept of working to um, provide for yourself as well. Yeah. That and you know, Stephanie, I thought of the story of Boaz and Ruth. You know yes. the story yes. where Boaz is like, drop extra, you know. <laughs> and isn't that just like God? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You drop extra. Mm -hmm. And of course, she ends up in the family tree of Jesus. What an amazing story. But yeah. I think that, she must have looked at that and said, that is the reflection of the character of the Lord our God. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and there are blessings that come with that, right? Mm -hmm. There are blessings that come with that. When you think of uh, maybe caring for someone who has been in need, what were some blessings that you received as a result mm -hmm. of caring for someone who was the least of these? Yes, I Alex. Felt, I've honestly felt a great peace, especially um, if I'm able to connect with them, knowing their situation and what they've gone through. It's like, I know exactly what you're going through. And, and once I give them that, that open hand, what we just read, mm. it really does bring you peace and that, that joy. Amen. Haiti. I had the opportunity to go on a mission trip and in, in the country we went to many schools and we would often give, give goodie bags to the children. <laughs> and in one school when we went, uh, the tradition was when they'd enter the classroom, they had to remove their shoes. But we noticed that there weren't any shoes outside of the classrooms there. And when we went in, you know, we were like, maybe they aren't going to wear the shoes in the classroom. But when we went in, they didn't have shoes. And we went and we ministered to them and we played games with them and did activities with them. And then at the end, gave them their goodie bags. And one of the items in each of their goodie bags was a pair of sandals, a flip-flops. And there was one little boy and I was watching him, all of them when they were opening their gift bags, but I was really focused on him. And he looked up and he grabbed the flip-flops and he kept looking at us and he was like saying in his language, are these for me? Is this mine? Can I keep this? And I got so choked up. I didn't want to start crying in front of the children, but I just thought, we have so much in most other countries that we aren't worried about having a pair of shoes. We're worried about which shoes am I going to wear today? And that just made me have such an, um, an attitude of gratitude when I came back mm. for everything that we have. Praise yeah. God. Yeah. Beautiful Thank story. you for sharing. <laughs> Jason. One of the greatest blessings I've had is people I've helped, a lot of them have become friends. So maybe it was just giving them a ride or giving them a connection to church or providing them with some food. That's one of the best ways to become friends with people is find someone in need and then you might have a lifelong relationship. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. So we've, we've looked at um, Jesus' mission, which is our mission, right? Amen. We've looked at some principles. We realize there are blessings that come with that. Let's take a look at Job and then two other gentlemen in the Bible. Job chapter 1, verses 1 and 8. We'll start there. And Alex, if you would read that for yes. us. Job chapter 1 and yes. 1 and 8. 
Yes. Okay, I'm reading from the New um, Living Translation. It says, There once was a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. Hmm. He feared God and stayed away from evil. Hmm. Now in verse 8, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, in verse mm -hmm. 8, it says, it says, Then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant Job? <laughs> he is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. Amen. All right, it's, it's one thing to be told that you were, you were good, but then for God to tell you to that, say. say that you were good, that's Praise pretty God. impressive. Let's, based off of that, let's consider how Job cared for the poor, the oppressed. And let's look in Job chapter 29, verses 12 through 16. And Travis, would you be willing to read that for us? Job 29, 12 through 16. Job 29, 12 through 16. Because I delivered the poor who cried out, the fatherless, and the one who has no helper, the blessing of a perishing man came upon me, and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban. I was eyes to the blind, and I was feet to the lame. I was a father to the poor, and I searched out the case that I did not know. Mm. Thank you, Travis. What can we learn from Job's uh, phrase, I searched out the case that I didn't know? What, what does that mean, Gladys? I think that, you know, when you ask God to put you in the path of somebody who needs help, those divine appointments that you don't plan for, but you pray in the morning, Lord, just lead me to somebody who needs help. The Lord will give you those those places, those people that you do not know, but you mm -hmm. are searching to help, to be God's hand to Amen. someone. Pedro. I see in today's society, what can we do to be helpful like this? Is go to the food pantry. Sometimes like, well, I, cannot, uh, I don't know how to help. Go to places that you can help. Mm -hmm. Go to mm -hmm. uh, a location where the homeless lives and pray with them, connect with people. Mm -hmm. I think that's what Job did. He did not stay idling at home, praying for the poor. He went where the poor were. He was mm -hmm. searching for places to help. You know, that would sound, those words could sound kind of arrogant, uh, <laughs> except God said he's blameless and upright. Uh, he, I imagine him just like, you know, Dorcas who made the clothes and the people were weeping. I imagine while he was saying this, people were saying, that's true, that's how he was. That he, he wasn't kind of trying to make a great resume for himself. He was just describing because of his connection with God, mm -hmm. yes. how he cared for the least of these. Yeah. And I was thinking that this really describes intentionality, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. right? And he probably had to get into some dirty places, right? Mm -hmm. He wasn't mm -hmm. trying to stay away from, um, yeah. keep himself out of trouble and do the very mm -hmm. least, all right. Mm -hmm. um, well, we've talked about that they're really, the least of these are everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if I look at that, I could be overwhelmed mm -hmm. and say, well, who should I help? Because I can't help everyone. How do you know who you should help? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. Alex, 
Yes, and the way to know who to help is really connecting with them and getting to know them. Not too long ago, actually, I was at a picnic mm. and I was just getting to know people around there and actually came across this lady who really getting to know her, she, she's having family issues. And was that she, she just ended up opening for me and I, I know it was from the Lord. So I was like, okay, Lord, you guide me on my lips what to say. And ultimately, um, we prayed together and she was really thankful for that. So really purpose purposing in your heart to to get to know the people and know mm. their background. That's how you really can reach the people. Mm. Pedro. Well, in our selfish nature, I, I would normally say, and that was one person I shared, uh, the person that we complain about is the people that we need to help. <laughs> mm. uh -huh. ah. So maybe we could put the two together, right? Yeah. If you're complaining about them, maybe if you associate with them, mm -hmm. you'll find their un and understand their background exactly. mm -hmm. and give them a little mercy and grace. Yes. And that's where the least of and these help. and myself works out because I'm maybe in the need of being more merciful and kind to mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. And God is trying to work on my least. Yeah. Well, we've mm -hmm. got to move on. Go ahead. Derek, Just thinking did you have of a simple prayer, you know, when Saul met Jesus, he said, Lord, what do you want me to yes. do? Mm -hmm. I think the yes. follower of Jesus can say, mm -hmm. Lord, mm -hmm. who do you want me to help? Exactly. Amen. Who Amen. do you want me to show your unfailing love too, yes. and I have no doubt that He can guide us. Amen. Mm. Amen. Psalm 32 verse 8 is a promise there, right? I will teach you and instruct you. The way that you shall go. Right. Amen. Amen. All right, let's go to Matthew chapter 19, and we'll be looking at verse 16 through 22. The next two stories are contrasting stories, very uh, different from each other. Jason, do you have that? And you could read it for us. The New King James Version says in Matthew chapter 19, verse 16 through 22, Now behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? Jesus said, You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All these I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go, sell what you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Mm. What do we learn from this account of the rich young ruler? Mm. Matthew's account. Alex. Of course, the dangers of looking into your own possessions and, and not looking into Christ and His and what He is promising, mm. and which of course leads to you ultimately to, to leave sorrowful. Mm. Tigest. I think he was just focusing on what he should do, being faithful to mm -hmm. what he was required to do in the law. Mm -hmm. But in the truth of itself, he was not able to give everything and lose everything for God. And so in that sense, he was not giving. He was just fulfilling mm -hmm. what he was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think he was giving at all. He was just um, keeping the law and it was hard for him to let it all go for the sake of God and mm -hmm. what He promised, yeah. Gladys. 
Yeah, I think that that his his focus, uh, even though he was following what he was supposed to do, his heart was not open to other mm -hmm. people. His heart was just focused mm -hmm. on himself. He had not given himself completely to to the Lord. And not only sure. was his heart not open to people, it wasn't open to God. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. That was the big problem, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. And and that. You know, that's really what Jesus asked for, not just to get rid of all of his possessions, exactly. but to give his heart, mm -hmm. heart yeah. to God and, and, mm -hmm. and follow Jesus. Mm. So when his heart was given to God, would the possessions automatically follow? Well, that's <laughs> the next story, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sabina, I see your hand. Stephanie, I really appreciate Jesus when he says here, uh, he inquires if he wants to be perfect because one thing that I've observed is that one of the best places for we to grow is when we are in service to other people. So maybe, you know, it's, it's in that opportunity in which he was going to be pressed by the giving that God would be able to refine him in ways that otherwise he wouldn't. So, you know, if you are in a situation in which everything is comfortable to you, Hardly ever God can really work on some very difficult areas of our character. Whereas if you have to leave your comfort zone, give away of your, of, your, of your material goods and follow him where he leads you, that's actually the better place that you will find to have yourself refined. You know, it suddenly hit me, I think you'll find in Luke, that Jesus looked at him and loved him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He was the least of these. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He thought he was the best of these, yeah. mm. but he was the least of these. But Jesus loved him. Yes. So Jesus was modeling even there. Yeah. Um, but I think the other story of Zacchaeus is so amazing because when we give Jesus our heart, mm -hmm. he has everything. Let's go there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's look at Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. And Jason, would you read that for us? Luke 19, verses 1 through 10. The New King James Version says, Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to <laughs> see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. Mm -hmm. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Lord, look, I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. 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 Good. Amen. <laughs> How did this reaction differ from the rich young ruler? 
Jonathan. Can I say how they're the same first? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> Just it struck me that when Christ loved both of them, okay. and He reached out yes. to them yes. in, in, in a very touching Amen. way. Mm. Yes. So. yes. Um, good point. Very good. I think the most dangerous thing is when you are not aware of your situation. Mm. Mm. The rich uh, young um, ruler, he he was a good Christian, mm. I would say. He was. Um, not a Christian, actually, but, <laughs> but he Jew. was following the law, like Tigger said, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he Before was actually, he was he actually a legalist, a religionist, religious. yeah. but he'd not given his heart to God. Yeah. That's right. Putting in the context of today, we wouldn't say um, in that sense, but he was not aware of his situation, his need, mm -hmm. while Zacchaeus was aware of his situation, and he went straight to that. He said, Jesus, I will give half of what I have. He knew where his problem was, while Jesus had to point, finger point the problem of the rich young lure. Yeah. Thank you. Pedro and then Tigas. I see two different worldviews. One is what he can do and how can I relate. And the, many times we want the knowledge. We want what, what is, the, what is the, the method I need to do? Tell me the, the steps and I'll follow the steps yeah. and I'm done with it. Yeah. But God is saying, I don't want, I don't want to give you steps. Mm, I want you to give you experience. I want you yeah. to have a relationship. And that's something that you, like marriage, you cannot just get married and stay married. You have to invest in your marriage and continue to be married in marriage. And relationships are built through by giving time, efforts, and resources. Mm. Thank you. Tigest. I see a difference in response. Yes. So the first young uh, rich ruler said, for me to able to get this amazing thing, what should I do? So it's like a gain for himself. Mm -hmm. And this other one noticed that he was empty. He actually did bad. And he actually gave the figures himself. He didn't say, I'll give what I took away. I said, I've done so wrong. I'm going to give them fourfold of what <laughs> I they owe me. And so that's a giving heart, a changed heart that would want to do even go above and beyond. Yes. Mm -hmm. What what do you think about this this picture of him running? Yes. Running and and climbing up the tree. <laughs> right? What kids do that when they're excited about mm -hmm. something? Yeah. Yeah. And I it just makes me think that his heart had been changed. Yeah. Right? And he was excited to follow Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Right? Okay, Gladys and we'll <laughs> go from there. I think uh, going back to the point that Lalika was making, he was searching. He was searching. That's yes. why he ran to the tree. He was searching. He knew he needed something. Mm -hmm. And when Jesus came and met that need and supplied to the least of these, then he was ready to outpour unto others. You need to look at the context, too, because Bartimaeus has just been healed. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm. And, and, and undoubtedly, as a uh, tax collector, he'd heard that one of the followers of Jesus, mm. Levi Matthew, mm -hmm. had given up everything <laughs> and became a follower of Jesus. Yes, yes. But I think it's just one word. It's just one word in the story. The ruler calls him teacher. Mm -hmm. Zacchaeus calls mm -hmm. him Lord. Lord. Oh, wow. wow. Surrender. Yes. Mm. Surrender. Full surrender. Full surrender. And everything. Everything else is uh, his disposal. Jesus, just tell me. Yeah. I think if Jesus had said, give it all away, he would he have would. done it. Yes. All right, you, you just got ahead of me. <laughs> I was going to say, so do you, why do you think Jesus did not ask him to give all of it 
Go ahead, Jason. Sure. So Jesus knows what our needs are. And in this case, it's not about the amount, it's about the need. And so I think Jesus realizes Zacchaeus could still use this for other purposes. Mm -hmm. And so as long as he's guided by the Holy Spirit, he may not need to give away all of it right now. He can utilize it for other purposes mm -hmm. because wealth can be a tool that we can use managing for the master, what we're talking about mm -hmm. with this whole quarter. We can use wealth for his purposes if we're guided by the Holy Spirit. Amen. So Jesus knew that if he had 100% of his heart, <laughs> he'd have 100% of anything he yes. owned. Yes. yes. That is, That's yes. Okay. Right. Tigus. Exactly what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> Gladys. Exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> All right. So I have, uh, let's, Travis, I think your hand was up, has been up for a while. Let's hear. Well, something, this story um, always touches my heart because this is one of the stories that had a huge influence on my conversion. And um, one of the things that have always impressed me about this story is that Zacchaeus was intentional to put himself into a position to be reached by Jesus. He saw where Jesus was going to go. He placed himself into a position to be reached by Jesus. And that was my experience. Many of you have heard the day that I went up in the tree. The, and um, I could have brought any book, but it was the book Desire of Ages. And because I had that book, Jesus was able to reach me through that. And so I think that one of the important things is putting, putting ourselves in a place to be reached by Jesus. When we do that, he will reach us. Amen. 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 <laughs> All right, Haiti. I uh, once had a friend that that disclosed to me that they were struggling with a specific sin, with with sexual sin, and I wanted to be delicate. And I remember I told them, "Well, we all have sin. We just have different sins." And I think that the reason that Jesus didn't have to say to Zacchaeus you know, leave all your possessions is because he knows each of our weaknesses. We each struggle with a different thing. And for him, I don't think that that was a salvation issue anymore. But for the rich young ruler, it was. Mm -hmm. For someone else, it might be, you need to leave the, the cable television. <laughs> you need to leave that job. You need to leave a relationship. Mm -hmm. But God meets us yeah. each where yeah. we are and he convicts us through his Holy Spirit yeah. of what changes we need to make yeah. in order to grow in our relationship with him and reach eternal life. Amen. 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 Powerful. Yes. As we're coming to a close, I'd like you to think of maybe one sentence of how this lesson is going to change what you're doing as we walk away from it. Mm -hmm. What will you change? Jonathan. I want to know the joy of Job, of having um, uh, the woman that is um, th the cry, the blessing from the poor and the, and the, and the, the, the joy of knowing that God is working through me mm. and touching someone else. Amen. Pedro. Be humble and have, be focused on others or be other-centered. Be other-centered. All I need is God as long as I have God in my heart myself and what I own is just yes. for, for him. Amen. Yeah. Let him change us yes. from the Amen. inside out. Amen. That's awesome. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Stephanie, for a great study. Well, we could have kept going, couldn't we? <laughs> because this message could be applied to every area of our lives every day. Amen. Would you like to join with me in prayer and say, Lord, uh, teach me to care for the least of these. Yeah. Let's pray. Father in heaven, 
we're not trying to earn your love. You love us already. We're certainly not trying to save ourselves. You have saved us by your grace. Mm -hmm. But we want to reflect the beauty of your character by caring for the least of these. Guide us by your spirit. And may we experience the joy (laughs) and the peace that comes from following you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School today. What an amazing study, caring for the least of these. If you've missed any in the series, go to our website. You can also get that special free resource. You can download the free scripture song. Lots of resources at our website. And then don't just keep this message in your head. (laughs) Go out and live. Make a difference. Be a blessing to those around you.